Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 315. It is the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, John Clevin. John, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm buckled up and ready to go. All right. Great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. John Clevin started his first business at the age of 12, and his entrepreneurship hasn't slowed down. In 2005, John and his longtime friend Benjamin Nussbaum opened a Metropolitan Detail in Linwood, Washington. There they care for their customers' vehicles and provide them with loaners, a service few detailers provide. In addition to detailing vehicles, Metropolitan Detail applies Expel paint protection, dent removal, paint correction, window tinning, and a whole lot more. They also offer a boutique where customers can purchase products at their facility or on their website. John, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and your passion for taking care of automobiles. Yeah, absolutely. It would be my pleasure. I uh, started at about 16 years old, got my first car, a 1965 Mustang Fastback. Cool. And that uh, definitely was quite an enthusiast car for someone of my age. And like you had mentioned earlier, I started uh, a lawn care business at age 12 that helped me, you know, build the fund so I could buy such a kind of extravagant car for a 16 year old kid, I think. Yeah. So, and, uh, that was, uh, that was a long-term project. So, uh, during my high school days, I think there was uh, a lot of times where I had to get a ride from somebody else to school because my Mustang was torn apart in the garage in pieces, <laughs> trying to make it faster, trying to make it better. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> So, and um, my brother also has a 73 Ford Bronco that he bought when he was 17 years old and he still has to this day. So I grew up kind of in a, I guess you call it a Ford family. We did, uh, we liked uh, American V8s and, uh, and, and horsepower. So Sure, absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit before we get into some of my questions here about how you started your business in detailing and you've grown it into quite an operation 
a lot of detailers start these small operations just doing things in their garage, but you you guys have a really nice shop up there. Not too far from me, you're up north of me in Linwood. I'm in Gig Harbor, Washington, but tell us a little bit about Metropolitan Detail and how you and your buddy, Benjamin, got this whole thing going. Sure. Well, Mark, we actually started the shop in Linwood, and um, we had about 1,800 square feet when we when we signed our lease. And I had a Jaguar XJ12, and uh, Benjamin had a 2001 Ford Mustang GT. And we didn't have a ton of cash to put towards the business, so we actually put a lien on the cars to get some cash flow going. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a few credit cards. And uh, we were off to the races. We got a we got a shop. We had a we had a small banner on the front, and we, uh, uh, you know, I think we purchased about two or three thousand dollars worth of chemicals, a few a few buffers, things like that, to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we opened the doors, at that point, we didn't really know how to get customers in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that little issue. <laughs> That is a little issue. So it's, uh, it, you know, starting a business sounds like something that looks exciting and you see successful business owners and you think, oh boy, you know, I, I want to do exactly that. But it's not an easy thing to get started. Right. In fact, uh, in the first few weeks, we really didn't have much business at all. And our shop was on Highway 99. And I actually walked from dealership to dealership a couple of miles every day and handing out business cards and, you know, seeing how we could be of service. Sure. And it took, uh, it took a little while. We, we did a little bit of work for a couple little, little pot lots. And then we uh, picked up a Mercedes Benz dealership that uh, we started doing all their new cars and used car details and things like that. And they were really, really happy with our work. And cool. shortly after the word of mouth came from that and, uh, business uh, started booming so well you know it's a classic story people that uh, have a skill set want to start a business but there's a whole another level to running a business that is beyond that one trade or that one skill set that you have that people sometimes don't think about and when I was a young kid 14 years old I started detailing cars and like you although I got on my bicycle and I rode around town and put business cards on people's windshields on cars that I thought looked like needed to be cleaned. So, you know, we find these innovative ways to start our business and and proceed forward. And I think it's great what you did. And you guys have been in business for how many years now? We're coming up on 10 years now. So almost 10 years in business. Well, congratulations. That's quite a milestone. Yeah, Yeah, fantastic. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a great way to get the wheels turning here on Cars, yeah. So, John, take the wheel. Sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a quote from uh, from Mr. Benjamin Franklin, nah. and this is a, this is a quote that we actually have on our walls in our shop. Ah, cool. For and it's for our employees to see, uh, and and it's something that we commonly will refer to. Yep. And it is the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Well, I tell you, that is a great quote. I've heard that paraphrased in many different ways. And Mm -hmm. it is a wonderful quote for people because it really simplifies you get what you pay for, right? That's it's exactly right. And sometimes when, you know, people are price shopping, 
uh, our, our business with other businesses. And if, you know, they say we're a little bit more expensive, but the reality of it is per hour, we're probably not making any more than these other guys. We're just spending that extra time making sure that our customers are, you know, 100% satisfied. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's a great lesson for people to learn. And there's another side to this little golden nugget you're sharing from Benjamin Franklin's quote, and that is, don't be afraid to fire a customer once in a while. If somebody is shopping price and that's not what your business model is all about, send them down the road to Joe's detailing and Joe can deal with them. Uh, right. You know, so uh, yeah, that's a great quote. I love that one. Nobody has shared that yet here on Cars Yeah, so that'll be a new Good. one, which is great. Yeah, fantastic. You talked about being a kid and getting that Mustang Fastback when you were pretty darn young, which is super cool. I had a Mustang Fastback for a while, too. I was a little older than that, but a 66. Fun cars. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? I'd love for you to tell our audience a little bit about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy. Well, when I was uh, trying to help my brother, and I I think I was being a little bit more of a nuisance than I was being of any help, (laughs) but he was uh, was doing a lot of work on his Bronco. I think he put a small lift on it. Uh, He put a a fuel-injected 351 Windsor in his truck. So it was turned out to be quite a beast. While working on those cars, I really started to enjoy the more simple classic cars and the classic lines. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I, you know, I just started falling in love with Mustangs. And I remember subscribing to Mustang Monthly and a few other Mustang publications. Also, um, I remember walking down the aisles of Barnes & Noble and looking through Mustang books for hours. <laughs> and so it's something I got pretty, pretty, pretty into. I, I think I knew all the, the VIN number codes and everything for all the options and all the cars. And cool. uh, definitely I was a dreamer when, you know, about getting a Mustang before I had one. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, it's cool that you uh, fulfilled your dream and you got that Mustang at such an early age. Very fun. Yeah. John, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and, and crawl into the hood, get her fingernails a little dirty, something you're certainly not afraid of doing, and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. The most important part of this, though, has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did you learn from it? Well, I'd say uh, one of the biggest challenges that our business has faced was opening about a year before very large recession. (laughs) Yes, yes. So that was uh, definitely one of the biggest challenges. Business basically completely fell flat, and uh, it was a time that, you know, we we had to let go of one of our employees, and we only had, I think, three employees at the time, and that's the only time that we've ever had to let go of an employee, Mm. and it was because, you know, we needed to keep the doors open, and we were were busting our butts. We, you know, we would stay at all hours of the night to make sure work was finished, and to make sure our customers were satisfied. But it's, uh, it's remarkable how hard you can work sometimes for months on end. And, it, you know, the, the business may generate some money, but after you pay all your bills, there may not be much remaining sure. for the owners. We're sure. always the last to get paid. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I hear this from a lot of my guests. That rec- recessionary period there, 2006, 7, 8, 9, it went on and on. 
What were some of the things that you learned going through those really tough times? What were some of the key messages in your mind? You talked about, you know, keeping your customers happy, trying to keep your employees uh, engaged and employed, for one thing. I know you had to let one go, and that's a tough thing to do. But is there a takeaway that you got from that really serious time period? Well, you certainly want to try to run your business somewhat lean, uh, but we offer a lot of little perks that a lot of other detail shops don't offer, such as loaner cars. Uh, I feel it's very important that all of my employees are always in uniforms and things like that. So I think it's really just making sure that you don't give up because you (laughs) have to work very, very hard and and sometimes for not much money, but you have to keep at it because eventually you have a a brand that you've built and you can, you know, eventually there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel and the the economy starts getting better and the business starts making money. Absolutely. Tenacity, persistence, and just don't give up. I've heard those words before. Don't give up. Yeah, figure out a way to get through it. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those aha career moments. I like to say it's when the headlights came on and illuminated your way for a new idea or a new direction that you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I would definitely have to say that one of the aha moments was when we actually decided to buy loaner cars. Hmm. And that was a, um, I actually worked for a car dealer that had about a hundred loaner cars before I worked, before we opened Metropolitan Detail. Mm -hmm. And I saw a, a great value in this because it made it easier for customers to go about their day, to do whatever they need to do throughout the day. Sure. And it was it was a big deal because we went into a, a Toyota dealer and we bought two brand new Scions and at that point, you know, we were worried that this wasn't going to pay off, you know, we're, we're going to have to pay a car payment on both these cars, we have to pay insurance. Mm-hmm. And they flourished immediately. So people couldn't believe that they could go to this little detail shop that was about 1,800 square feet and they're offering something really special to the customers Yeah, that we're offering them freedom. Sure. Basically. So they, sure. Can, they can go about their day and things like that. So that definitely made a big difference in our business. And since then, now we have seven lunar cars. So wow. Wow. The fleet has grown. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, it's a great little lesson there of looking towards successful bigger businesses and emulating them and understanding what it is about the bigger business, in this case, a car dealership, why did they have loaner cars? And you're right. That's one of the things that keeps people from taking their car somewhere and leaving it is, how am I going to get to work? How am I going to get home? And uh, that was very, yeah, very astute of you guys to notice that. There's a great book by Carl Sewell has to do with customer service called Customers for Life. And he was a very successful car dealer, I believe, in Texas. And he had all these ideas and things that he did for his customers to keep them coming back and talked about uh, loaner cars, even talked about having candy at the checkout counter so that when these customers had to pay their bill, they got a little piece of candy and it made them feel a little better about handing that money over. So yeah, that's a a great little tip for our listeners, but a wonderful aha moment. I love that. How about proudest career moments? I assume you've had many, but is there one in particular you could share with us? A couple of years after being in business, we detailed a 
I think it was a 1928 Rolls Royce. Oh, wow. And it won uh, best of class at a big uh, Kirkland Concord car show. Oh, yeah, the show that they have at the LeMay Museum. Did it now at the LeMay Museum, exactly. Yep. And yep. so that was the first car that we had done, uh, you know, of that kind of a vintage. And the car did need a lot of, you know, res- restorative-type work. So we actually put the car up on a lift. We took the wheels off and cleaned all the suspension components, did a major pain correction on the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got a class win. And that was from this little shop in Linwood. That was uh, kind of a big deal for us, I think. Well, congratulations. You know, that did a couple things. Obviously, it exposed you guys for a whole nother caliber of client, those people that are really picky about their show cars versus daily drivers. So uh, kudos to you guys for taking on that challenge and for winning. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> it's a competitive event. I've competed in that event. I've attended it many times. In fact, I was at the very first one back when it was in Kirkland before they moved it to LeMay. So uh, a yep. lot of high-end cars show up to that event. It's fantastic. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that Mustang, but what was your first really special vehicle? And if you could share a memory you have with that car. Well, <clears throat> about two weeks before I graduated high school, I had sold my previous car, which was a 5.0 Fox Buddy Mustang, which was also a car that I loved during the time. And I bought a 1977 911S. Oh, cool. And this was uh, my first real car payment and uh, my first Porsche, obviously. And this, this is a car that really made me appreciate the mark so much and Ever since then, I've become a giant Porsche fanatic, a Porsche file, I might say. <laughs> it was a beautiful, you know, 89,000 mile, straight as an arrow, silver on black, 911S. And, you know, at that age, you're still a little bit young and dumb. I ended up blowing the transmission and the engine at different times <laughs> and <laughs> uh, ended up modifying it, putting a, a larger three liter engine in there. And doing a bunch of work on the car, and in the end, it was a really, really sweet ride. But uh, I think that really got uh, the wheels turning and uh, making me have a love for that uh, rear-engine beast. Oh, absolutely. My first 911 was a 74, so we share something in common there. I've loved Porsches. In fact, just a few days ago, we had the uh, national director of the Porsche Club on the show, uh, Vu Gwyn. And uh, yeah, so uh, we love Porsches here at Cars Yeah. And uh, it's great that your first one was a 911. Very cool. Is there a vehicle that you've sold in your past that you really wish you could have back in the garage? Yeah, there, uh, I would say there's probably many of them. <laughs> yeah, we all have those. Yeah, we've, I've collected a lot of cars over the years. and and uh, But one one of my favorites was a 1981 911SC. And it was a uh, espresso dark brown metallic color, mm-hmm. and it was called Rosewood Metallic, and it had a lot of custom work done to all the suspension and brakes, and everything was all done up. And I've loved this car for a very long time, and I sold it probably twelve twelve years ago or so. Mm-hmm. I uh, saw this car driving in Kirkland one time. This was about six months ago. Oh. I, I heard it, and I immediately 
I looked out and it sounded like a cup car and that's kind of what the car sounded like. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I saw the car drive by a restaurant. I was sitting having breakfast with my wife and kids. And immediately I took my knife and fork. I threw it on the table. I stood up and ran out of the restaurant. <laughs> my wife is thinking, what is with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I didn't end up catching him, oh. but I did, but I did see the car about five months later driving and I was able to catch up to him cool. and I told him, you know, if you ever want to sell this car, let me know. Yeah. And he said, he said he's, he's considered it. And, uh, the only problem is I think my wife would shoot me if I had another 911. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you get that back in your garage. Not often do we get that car back and, uh, Sometimes when you do get it back, it isn't quite as special as when you had it because those memories have kind of faded and the bad memories went away and the good memories remain. But uh, I, yeah, I do hope you get that back if you really want it. That would be great. How about current yeah. projects? Is there anything you're doing there at Metropolitan Detail today that really has you guys excited and fired up? Well, we are um, going to be starting a mobile car wash service for our customers. And oh, this wow. is going to be something just for a maintenance plan type service. Uh-huh. We get a lot of our customers wanting to bring the cars in for car washes every week, you know, or sometimes even twice a week. They want the cars cleaned very regularly. Mm-hmm. And they're they're finding that we tend to get booked up on our appointments with, you know, weeks weeks in advance. Yeah. And so a lot of people have been asking us, hey, you know, we'd love to see you have a, a mobile service. And this would uh, make it a lot easier for them to maintain their vehicles and not have to uh, go all the way out to our shop if they don't have to. Very cool. That's a really neat way to pivot and expand your business a little bit. And living up here in the Pacific Northwest where it rains a lot, although this year it's been abnormally sunny for the Pacific Northwest. But when it does rain a lot and drives me crazy as your car gets dirty so fast. So uh, I think that's going to be really successful for you guys. Fantastic. Yeah, I think so. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, John. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Interesting question. <laughs> uh, let's see. I would probably be maybe a AMG Mercedes. AMG Mercedes. Now, why would you choose that? Well, it's, it's very reliable, uh, but uh-huh. uh, it's uh, maybe not the most nimble. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so it's a great car, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's no Lotus. Well, that's why I love that question. It kind of lets you kind of uh, reveal to our listeners how you perceive yourself. I get some pretty interesting answers to that question. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, but that's pretty cool. AMG Mercedes, I like it. Yeah, those are awesome cars. So, yeah. John, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. 
It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, John, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some really quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yep, I'm ready. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, I'd say probably to keep your cars clean. It'll not only keep the resale value up, but it also is much more pleasurable to drive. (laughs) Yeah, I've always said my car goes a little faster when it's clean. So (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I hate having dirty wheels no matter what. Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Well, uh, despite the fact that our business opens at 8 o'clock in the morning, I usually leave my house at about 5.20. I go to the gym in the morning, and I try to make it there well before 7 a.m. every single day. Mm. And Benjamin also gets there probably around 6 to 6.15 every day. And that's a good time for us so we can have a cup of coffee, talk about the cars that are coming in, make sure... The shop is tidy and looks professional and ready to go when we open. You know, it's an attribute that so many people who are successful in life in general but business have is early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And getting in early or getting in a workout even more so important uh, before you come into work uh, really helps get the day going great. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with the listeners that you think they would enjoy? Yeah, you should absolutely check out our website. It's metropolitandetail.com. That our site is loaded with lots of good information. There's a detail 101 section that has tons of different questions with uh, easy to understand answers. If you have any questions about detailing or paint protection film or window tint, there you go. Great. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently or in the past that you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy reading? Yeah, actually, one of my favorite books is a book that I know that you know very well. Uh, and it's actually a children's book, and it's The Little Red Racing Car. Ah, Dwight Knowlton's book. Oh, yeah. I love that book, and I try to read it to my kids as often as possible. So I think uh, I'm going to have aspiring car nuts uh, in the club and family. <laughs> Indoctrination. Yes, Dwight's been a uh, a guest here on Cars Yeah twice now. He was on recently to introduce his latest book, The Greatest Race. He's been a sponsor here on Cars Yeah. Really innovative guy, creative guy. Uh, he did a great collaboration with Sir Sterling Moss with The Greatest Race book. And uh, yeah, super guy. So wonderful book. I wish they'd had that book when I was a kid. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find books at a great place on the Cars Yow website called Guest Recommended Books. All the books that guests have been on the show here on Cars Yow, well over 300 people now. 
There's a whole listing of those. And you can find all the resources John has shared with us on his show notes page at carsyacom slash John Levin. And his last name is spelled K-L-E-V-E-N. All right, John, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'm going to write the check, what would that one vehicle be and why? I think that's a a pretty easy question for me to answer. I think it would be a 73 Carrera RS. Well, there again, you share what um, Vu Gwynn loved, the director of the Porsche Club of America. Same car. So what is it about that holy grail of long hood 911s that you love so much? Well, it's a it's a very mechanical car, and it's uh, there's a lot of feedback, which I love about 911s, and the, or the early long hood cars seem to be even more so. Mm-hmm. And that car, even by today's standards, although it's not a fast car, it's still not a slow car. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has a wonderful sound, wonderful lines, and uh, it's something that's definitely dear to my heart. Oh, I love those cars. I had a chance to buy one years ago. At the time, it was just too expensive, just like they're really too expensive now. I think they've become unobtainium, as I call them, because of the price of those cars. Yeah. I have a good friend, Bill, who has one. He was very fortunate. He bought it at the right time, restored it, ended up on the lawn at Pebble Beach and, and won a trophy. He's been at the LeMay Museum and won his class there. They're just such, yes, such special cars. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Well, John, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that very clean and detailed 1973 Porsche RS Carrera? Well, I would say take care of your customers, and they'll take care of you. (laughs) Absolutely. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Metropolitan Detail? Well, you can go to our website. Again, it's metropolitandetail.com. We're located on Bell Red Road in Bellevue. And our phone number there is 425-233-6068. You can also get a hold of me on my email. And that's john, J-O-H-N, at metropolitandetail.com. And there again, you can find all these links and all this contact information here at carsyad.com. Just put John in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up and you'll find everything there. John, thanks for being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences and journey with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!